0: And we're live.
1: <laughs>
0: dolphins cry. Wait, is that seriously what that's called, when dolphins cry?
1: I did not win, just dolphins cry. Oh. It's it's so,
0: referring to some kind of fact.
1: I wish it was about dolphins crime. <laughs> oh, with a cute little flipper gun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god
0: yeah that's for some reason that sounds like uh like if the if earthworm jim got to the third entry there would have been a dolphin in like a suit kind of thing
1: oh probably that was that's doug tan apple's thing i hate (laughs) gays and i put animals in suits
0: (laughs) i I forget is 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 he also the guy who did the uh the clayman
1: he did do the clayman
0: Okay, there we go. I I knew there
1: were... Which would have been a great, like, watch our Fireballs episode if I could support him.
0: Yeah, if if we could put it out there. Oh, well. We don't have any viewers just as of yet, as we discuss dolphin crime. Uh, I'm just Uh, picturing dolphins, like, raiding the deep ones to get their their magic foe gold.
1: um, People in the Slack channel say that they're watching, I think.
0: I believe so. Yeah, we have a um, for anybody who's listening. We have a Slack channel uh, for our Patreon backers that is kind of acting as the uh, as the chat room for the show. So we're going to be watching that um, as we uh, go in here. Um, we can stream it from uh, YouTube on the PS4. Jeremy says, yeah. which is uh, which is pretty cool. I have I, I had no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, so the the Slack channel specifically that we're using for the chat is general. Yeah, uh, maybe eventually we'll make a d- dedicated channel for it, but for now, in mm-hmm. general it
0: is. Yeah. Ah, there we go. The viewer count must be lagging behind. These numbers, that's where I derive most of my self-worth. So it's important that I watch them and sure, People know about the dolphin crimes. Yeah, yes, people do know about
1: yeah, some dolphin
0: crimes. <laughs> oh my gosh. They know how to breach the surface of the water, the bank vault, and our hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you dolphin.
1: remember uh, back in the day when the internet um, was new and there were just a bunch of FAQs about fucking a dolphin that were, like, around?
0: <laughs> is this something that you stumbled over or is this something yeah. you thought out?
1: Well, I logged on to StumbleUpon and then I logged into <laughs> dig in the top.
0: Yeah, was it <laughs> upworthy?
1: Yeah, it was upworthy. Um, no, I, I, was talking, who is it, I'm, I was talking about this with somebody recently that, like, in the early days of like doc internet, um, and not yeah, really doc, but just dot like, com and stuff. yeah, yeah, like there was this like dot text file about how to seduce and be seduced by uh, a dolphin. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> how was it like a persuasive pamphlet about why you should be down with a dolphin?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're good lovers, according to like you know, Banana Fan 79 or whatever. Like,
0: yeah, ac- according to that one episode of King of the Hill,
1: <laughs> exactly yeah the um yeah so it it was a it was a thing though like there was this thing about i remember like way before i had the context for it and i wasn't like little but reading about a dolphin uh lovemaking frequently asked questions about that which i only have one one question why about, yeah like what no no question much <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean dolphins are they're they're, they're one of those uh, creatures that we think are magical but actually they're they're fucking animals and so they do horrible things according yeah. to our human morality so that's huh Wait a minute so we got somebody in the chat room called Soulblazer who's saying apparently dolphins are the only other mammals who can climax
1: Maybe I mean other other animals obviously produce spum, but like <laughs> maybe spum. they they the gasm You know yeah. monkeys will gasm as well because hmm. like there are, there are those monkeys that will just J each other oh, <laughs> <laughs> like nonstop. And then there are also monkeys that have um, gig gigantor clitorises and will have sex with other lady monkeys, hmm. with them.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So huh, people people find my the archway behind me uh, upsetting. That's <laughs> it's literally it's literally just my just 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 my like, living room.
1: Who's in that chair though, Cole? What? Who's sitting in the chair? I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, he only shows up on the camera. This is some paranormal activity shit. Great. Right. Um yeah. uh, <laughs> you need a set of GoPros. Yeah. Do you think if we if we tried to integrate GoPros into the uh, into the network somehow, we would get a bunch of free GoPros?
1: Uh, we might. <laughs> I don't know what we do with them.
0: I don't
1: know either. Like, you you could just watch us. It'd be like a Let's Play. Like, you just watch us play video games, except that we look at our phone, like, every <laughs> yeah. you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, it's like the reason that I don't stream when I'm playing for a show is because I'm stopping every three minutes to take a note.
1: Yeah. Also, I like to, like, pee and, you know, I and, and look at my phone, and I yeah. listen to podcasts instead of a stream a yeah. lot of times. So,
0: yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Huh. Should we explain to people what this is? Uh, if this is their first, uh, if this is their first go around?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is uh, Duckfeed Live, so this is um, our show, uh, our monthly show that we broadcast live. It's also a podcast on the network, but it's mostly Q and A.
0: So, yeah, but, yep. Originally, this was for uh, Patreon backers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to open it up because we want to get a little bit more of a little bit more, more of a party atmosphere, get more people to see this, get more exposure to this kind of like live monthly celebration kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got that open. Um, was, there, there's still kind of a, a perk to being a Patreon backer for this though. There is a uh, a, a thread, a creation post on the uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash And uh, if you comment on that, uh your question gets read first before any of the, any of the others either in the comments on the uh the um, the the event or in the Q&A widget so yeah um jump to the fr- front of the line and uh you know go there and do that also, if you would, would like to
1: also those priority questions um we both tell the truth whereas other questions one of us tells the truth and the
0: other one lies
1: <laughs> so
0: <laughs> so it lends an air of mystique
1: yeah if you want if you want actual answers priority (laughs) questions otherwise you don't know what you're getting
0: yeah i'm looking at a picture of myself on
1: it it was a lie Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) i didn't i didn't look at that man i I remember like just like like what is it rotten.com was that a thing
1: oh yeah that's yeah your premier source for seeing like a snake crawling out of a vagina in 1996
0: yeah or like it was it was chris who like brought me over to say hey do you want to see john f kennedy shot oh yeah yeah it, was, yeah, it was it was it was a bu- it was a bunch of stuff like that. And I, I just like I don't know if I'm numb to it. Like there's a bunch of stuff. Like I didn't watch that that fucking footage from uh from the tragedy the other the other day. Yeah. So I guess I'm not entirely inured to it.
1: But that that's that's used to be the domain of rotten.com Yeah. And now you know now it's just the domain of twitter.com.
0: Yeah, now it just autoplays in your <laughs> Facebook feed. Yep. Yeah. 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 damn it why is everybody posting pictures of me on big screen you're just bragging
1: about their tv sizes i suppose so yeah good job guys (laughs) way to go bro
0: (laughs) 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 i I use a crt i carried it into the basement and it never came back up because who could carry it back up that's true yeah
1: yeah i need a tv as wide as it or deep as it is wide yeah Yeah. (laughs) like a penis yeah, exactly. right,
0: yeah, right guys? <laughs>
1: yeah, you guys? You guys, you guys are all rocking cubes, right? <laughs> they <Right. laughs>
0: like, call uh, me Snake Eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah B Bell Cube, right?
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, the Power Mac Cube. That's what. It yeah. Is.
1: <laughs>
0: we have uh, we have a priority question here. Let's start out with an easy one. Uh, Danny writes in asking, "Do you guys own passports?"
1: Um, I like how I like the phrasing of that question because it's not whether we have our own passports, but whether we just own like, <laughs> like, a collection of identities. <laughs> well, uh, you
0: know, you got to have a bug out bag, and that's obviously not going to be yours. Real. In fact, I intend to escape to Ecuador, while I, where I will be a, uh, I'll be disguised as a pop singer named Elmo Teal.
1: You can assume odd jobs a odd job under the name Mister Pilkington.
0: Yep. Um,
1: <laughs> deep credit. Uh, no, I don't, I don't have a. I don't have a passport.
0: Nope, I, I I keep thinking that that's one of those things that I'm uh I'm going to need to get. Like it's it's kind of like signing up for the uh um like 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 the TSA like pre register thing. But I I only ever fly once a year to go to Portland, so it's like uh, I don't know.
1: But here's the thing, right? Like you know you need passport to uh you need a passport in order to leave the country, and there is this this weird. I don't think the person who asked this question is doing this, but there is that assumption. There's an immense amount of, like, privilege when you're just like, oh, you've never been to Europe? You know, like, somebody's like, oh, you've never, like, it's, like no, it's really expensive. Like, I was really poor growing up, and then I've had to work to pay rent and have not been able to afford to go to Euro, you know, Europe or yeah, anything yeah. like that. So whenever anyone, this person isn't asking this, I want to emphasize that. But whenever anyone, just like, you've never traveled, like, you've never been, and it's like, well, that, that's a loaded question, and, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of assumptions in it. Um, so like, it's not that on I don't think it's unusual not to have your passport because like,
0: yeah, it's something you get when you need it. Yeah.
1: It's it's thing you get when you need it. And like, I haven't needed it because it's super expensive. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get that feeling too. When people talk about it, it's like, yeah, actually I feel really bad that I haven't because it's something I want to do, but it's never something I've been in a position to like, I'd love to fucking like go to Scotland or something, go to Germany, like.
1: You what shouldn't feel bad. Like, like let know. You shouldn't feel bad about it. Like it's oh, just no, like,
0: actually something I think about on my own. It's not something that like other people inflict on me. It's just like oh, you know, I wish that was. I wish that was a thing.
1: Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a luxury, and yeah. it, it's like it's a new luxury. It's like I feel like it's something that used to be less of one.
0: Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Sorry. um, <laughs>
0: yeah, Pollen has two of me. Yeah. Huh. Out of there. <laughs> Another priority question comes in. Holland writes, uh, the time to pay for the dark gift has come. You must choose one system, console or handheld, uh, to play for the rest of your life. PC is not an option. Keep in mind, you don't magically get all the games for said system. You still have to buy the games as you normally would uh, in this day and age. Which do you choose? And I imagine he like holds up an orb and goes, <laughs>
1: Yeah, the witch pill. pill. Um, the, the, you have to buy the games thing is a good question because you have to th- take, uh, take into account how much games Very,
0: cost
1: yeah. Right now. So like if you were to say Super Nintendo and if you want to play like Earthbound and Chrono Trigger and stuff, you have to hunt down, you know, these hundo buck games
0: mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Um, but if I wasn't buying like modern games then immediately there's a whole bunch of, you know, budget that, that gets freed up for that it's That's less true. paying for your buck but it's you know not as not as galling when you think well i've got to buy like metal gear solid and mario maker um so yeah. i can't buy this copy of earthbound i was like oh well okay i'll just save up for this big one while i you know churn churn through some barclays shut up and jams yeah i might go um i might go ps2 god damn it that was my answer too i was thinking about yeah. that all morning
1: yeah ps2 is really
0: good get uh give your rationale for that
1: um you can uh you can still play deus ex on it um <laughs> It has, like, really, really good uh, long-form, like, JRPGs. Like, the JRPGs on it are really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, Final Fantasy X is really good. Dragon Quest VIII is really good. Um,
0: so the, the the thing that, like, tipped for the PS2, in my, you know, uh, t- tipped that for me, was the backward compatibility.
1: Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess that's
0: true. It I, breaks I the spirit. That's,
1: that's violating the spirit, yeah. yeah. I
0: feel
1: like you probably can't do that.
0: Yeah um, my 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 other my other response uh for that was going to be the DS actually like a DS Lite uh, yeah, because DS awesome. I love me my DS games and having access to the GBA uh catalog gets you like Final Fantasies 4 through yeah. 6 and stuff Yeah
1: like, and if you get if you get the backwards compatibility like yes, if, it's, if we you. don't know who's who's proctoring
0: this like <laughs> yeah. um yeah. <laughs> this dark quiz oh well, yeah we do it's holland and yeah
1: rules he sets <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as jealous look at all now there's pictures of me on the thing um <laughs> yeah. thank you Miguel. the uh but yeah like ps2 like there's just like a lot of really good stuff on it
0: and prices are still really cheap like i don't know what the most expensive uh ps2 game is
1: right yeah now. it's gonna be some like atlas yeah thing. but even even like um like you could just get all the like uh for some reason the, the Disc Gaia games are not expensive. Mm-hmm. And those are you know where you have to do a hundred levels of each weapon to power them up and stuff. Like if you're on a desert island, which yeah. I don't know if a desert island is part of the question or just implied. Mm-hmm. Um but if you're on a desert island,
0: like it's it's one system and all the games you can get for it on that desert island. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. So, so any game you can construct out of sand. Yep. Um the uh like a Gilligan's Island kind of thing, like this is this is my my coconut. And uh, palm tree version of the PS2 port of ASX.
0: <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, like the, the you know, PS2, I think would go, but DS is really that'd probably be my second answer. DS is great,
0: yeah. I mean, just looking at my shelf, yeah, yeah, probably either of those, yeah. yeah. So, those are the only two priority questions that we have. We have a couple that are kind of floating in, um, through here. Uh, Nick is watching, Nick Daniel, um, hey, Nick. and he has. Um, less of a question, more of a demand. Talk about the book, Gary.
1: Okay. <laughs> yes, I, thought I did something wrong. Um, the, the backdrop is a rug. I actually, real quick, I'm going to answer crab hammer's chat question before I answer Nick's, uh, <laughs> but, uh, because I found a really amazing tapestry that I'm going to put up behind me for these, but I haven't, uh, I haven't put it up yet, but it's a really badass purple dragon, um, <laughs> that I found so that my back, my backdrop will start looking good soon. Um, I will talk about the book. Um, I haven't. I didn't really pivot to Patreon because I feel like people are already giving me money on Patreon, and they probably mm-hmm. see all the other channels. Um, but I'm very close to making my uh, my Kickstarter goal. I'm a little bit over three hundred dollars, uh, and twenty three days left, I think. Yeah. Uh, so it's been you know it's been a week.
0: And this is the first off. full weekend uh, that'll be up too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm writing a book. Um, it is a Worlds of Power parody book, as if Dark Souls was a Nintendo game. Um, so, and there are all kinds of cool. So Nick's doing the art, uh, that is Nick is heavily invested as well, but he's, he's working on that with me, which is great because, uh, cause he's really, really good and everything he sent me, I really loved. Um, I'm going to do another backdrop as kind of a final push because the sooner I actually get that goal, the sooner I can start working on stretch goals. And, uh, Cole, uh, was, I think it was you and I were joking around on abject suffering and found that business pogs website. I'm going to use businesspogs.com <laughs> and the pogs for, uh. For the, the book, so I'm doing all these '90s marketing things. Um, so one of the stretch goals will involve Pogs. Um, one of them will be a uh, a comic, um, things like that. So I'm doing some some '90s marketing things. You know, I guess comics aren't explicitly '90s, but <laughs> um yeah. okay. and I want to do uh, trading cards as well. I want to do like Fleer style, like trading. You know, the 100, you know, 108 of them, and the, and they're just uh, you know, a picture of a character and then a bland description of the scene. Or a picture of the character and then power ratings, which I also might do on the the stickers. Um, but yeah, well, I'm trying to get to uh, get to the stretch goals for it. Um, the book is about halfway done being written, and uh, I wanted to. Uh, I had uh, Bob Mackie stay with me last weekend, so I lost a weekend of work, um, which is not his fault. It was great having him, but I need to get back in the swing of things mm-hmm. start finishing. But I think it's pretty funny, um, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I encourage everybody to take a look at that. There's a there is a brief break for promotion. There's a quick yeah. link that's duckfeed.tv/souls feed, duck of darkness.
1: Yeah, and it it is uh, unreasonably fun making up Dark Souls analogs for things because if you one of the inspirations behind it was the idea that like if you don't uh, if you don't know Dark Souls and someone just starts throwing out phrases they're just incomprehensible like incontra- incomprehensibly evocative. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't have to have the entire, like, it's not the game. It's someone getting sucked into the game and seeing parts of it. So, like, I can make references to, you know, the lonesome, lonesome crypt of or and stuff like that and, and do these little fun item descriptions. Um, in the book, in the game world, everything you pick up has a post-it note on the back that has the item description. <laughs> and, uh, the main character becomes aware of that and starts using it to solve problems um, mm-hmm. way through the book. stuff like that so i've been having a lot of fun so awesome Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i can't wait to see uh to see more of it
1: yeah it should be if everything goes as planned it'll be in people's hands uh by the end of november
0: so awesome cool uh let's see here we have one question that came up in a or two actually that came up in a comment thread on the event itself uh greg pollender from the uh from the snes podcast Right, so and be, being how you guys are huge rock band fans how do you feel about rock band 4 coming out and the song list it seems strange this is coming out when the whole music game craze seems to uh have ended will you hit the game even if it bombs
1: um i'm pulling up the song list now because i haven't actually i
0: looked at get hyped there's There's probably going to be some stuff. There have been like soundtracks for Rock Band that I've been like eh, about before they came. I was like, oh yeah, like oh I know that song, or I I didn't realize this song was that cool, or I didn't think about that song. It got me think about it in new ways. Right now, I'm in this, I'm in the spot where I'm recognizing bands more than anything. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's a Jack White song, cool. Uh, one of the better Queens of the Stone Age song of the past ten years is on there. Um, stuff like that. Um, You
1: know what? Two things real quick. I'm sorry. I just looked at the song list. I don't mean me to cut you off. Um, one, pertinent to this show, um, a little, this song is on there. Um, what is it? That's All Over You by Live. Oh, I'm excited about that. Um, two, uh, one of the songs from my wish list from the Becker blog. Um, or uh, I can't remember if this is actually the one I, I wish, but there's a St. Vincent song on there, which is super oh, wow. exciting. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah um yeah yeah i don't know i i haven't uh it is obviously to me it's like a grab to try to get music games to work again because there's never anything wrong with them you right. know we we covered on the rock band episode like it's still really fun to do um so they're just trying to say like hey like i don't know uh whether it'll be successful but it feels like they're just kind of like hey there's nothing wrong with this and it's been enough time for this to cool down like let's make another
0: stab you yeah. know the thing that's a bummer is that even though they are doing an awful lot to make the, you know, the the previous games and accessories and songs kind of forward compatible uh mm-hmm. with this stuff, uh you still have to be in the same console family. So if I wanted oh, yeah. to keep a hold of the, you know, the 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 instruments that I have and use the hundreds of songs that I that, that, that I have, I need to buy an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Which would make the Xbox One the most expensive accessory that I've ever bought for a game. Yeah. And that is talking about Rock Band games. The previous most expensive accessory would have been a Rock Band drum set. Yeah. So... Oh, Mikael uh, Mikhail's asking why I'm holding a knife because I like to fidget. I'm sorry. It's a multi-tool. Yes. There, there, there are several knives in this. I just, I like to fidget. Sorry. Yeah. So that's, that's the big bummer about it. Like I'd love to have music games back in my life, but I haven't seen anything about rock Band three or fours feature set. That makes me think like, Oh yeah. Like Lissa is going to get in here. It seems like more of the same.
1: That's why, that's what I'm saying is like, it seems like they're just, they're not really changing anything new, trying anything new. It just kind of like, this still works. And, and the thing about like getting music games back in your life is like, when we covered rock band for the show and I had the set set up in my living room for a while, like I played it a lot with lots Mm -hmm. of people. Like it's really easy to get music games back in your life. You just start playing them again. Like it's still really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, It hasn't gone anywhere. Um, It's just a, you know, a bummer that the backwards compatibility is such a pain in the ass and uh, that they haven't done more with it. But I also feel like there's not so much more they could do with it. You know, like does that, I, I wasn't thinking about there being after keyboards, like, what they're gonna do, you know, mm-hmm. what they're gonna add in and change it. And I might be wrong; I haven't played it yet. But
0: yeah, yeah. and
1: I probably won't play it because I probably, I, mean, I probably won't get it. I'll play it if somebody else has it. So Me-
0: meanwhile, actually, over the, so last weekend, I had a family in town. We were down in Cincinnati's Fountain Square, and there was like some kind of big Reds um, like tailgating event kind of thing. And we were just walking through there, and I saw Sony of all people had a boot have like a tent set up with uh, Guitar Hero Live. Oh, okay, there and uh, apparently, <laughs> yeah,
1: like it's uh, from the makers of Guitar Hero Aerosmith and Guitar Hero Metallica.
0: Yep, yes, <laughs> lightning finally struck Gary.
1: <laughs> like,
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, unfortunately, there was a country bland or uh, yeah, it was a country bland Ooh, Um, yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah uh, was uh, was blaring uh, behind me, so I couldn't hear the music, but I got to try the new controller with the two rows of buttons on it, um, and it was kind of cool, actually. Like, I-, I dig that interface. Like, just it's just the three, but there's white and black up and down, so you make rud- rudimentary chord kind of hmm. configurations. Um, yeah, it was neat. I, I didn't like the FMV kind of side of it. It was a little bit distracting, but, uh, but yeah, it was just Guitar Hero, except with a new control scheme, which... I mean if that's the question, like, oh, what are they gonna do? Anything different? Well, just change the visual presentation slightly.
1: Yeah, and they're trying something, it doesn't necessarily mean like it's an upgrade, you know? Like maybe it's better, but also, you know, I get to also it it sounds like it it sounds like a, a difficulty jump. Like the easy people who would be just starting would have a really hard time with that. Thinking mm-hmm. like of uh the buttons on a different axis.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like so in the songs, I played like a black key song, which is gonna be easy enough anyway. Um, but, um, it, for the first three difficulty levels, like, she was like, we're going to start you on easy. And I felt like a dick saying like, actually, no, I'd like to, you know, more, more, hurt me more, please. Yeah. You know, until it was finally experts like, Oh, do you play real guitar? I'm yeah. Hey, I Sony representative. representative. What's
1: I said, Hey, Sony rep. Impressed? Yeah,
0: up, girl. I'll play you some Wonderwall. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. Because I do play guitar. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's like... <laughs> about something I need to call sound shapes.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yep no so i just I, I felt like i really i didn't want to be like the yeah you know i've been doing this for a while Get okay. it was like oh well, i'm not having fun with just like bonk, bonk, bonk. i want to you know get, let me see what this thing can do
1: yeah hmm.
0: that's an awkward situation i don't like playing games in public no 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 oh well my family was patient though
1: they do um at pax like and i they, i don't even know if they still do it because i haven't gone for a couple of years but they used to do like a big have a big rock band karaoke set which like I like like it's it's a cool idea, but then also you're just kind of like playing rock band in front of a, like a bunch of Pax people eating lunch, and yeah. that is weird to me. Like that, you know, I never actually did it. I just watched them watched people do it while I ate because I was it was loud in there.
0: That that just kind of seems seems like a thing that would draw the people who play nothing but Dream Theater to impress. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I think there are people like there are. That's one of the things I like about Pax, even though like obviously like not enough, but that there are different kinds of like participants because there were probably people who like went and just like practiced and formed bands, similar to like the rock band karaoke thing, Yeah, you know, go there to, you know, to show off, which is not, in that not a mean way, go there to yeah, perform, yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. Like the, it supports multiple different kinds of users, you know? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to be curious to see how it reviews. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's going to take off, especially with how expensive the, the instruments are now. They're yeah. like a hundred dollars more expensive than they used to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I can't afford that.
0: No, nope, nope, nope. Um, let's see here. Chase says that he's here. Hey Chase. Hey Chase. Um, Brian writes in, we're looking at stuff in the Q and a section. If you want to jump to the top of the line, go to the uh, post on Patreon and throw that in there. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll do this here. But, uh, um, Gary I thoroughly enjoyed your game great job Brian oh, so, uh, should we expect more in the future
1: yeah thank you um, I, uh, I had two ideas um, one was to do another um, short story based game in the same like for lack of a better word engine um, keep the, the rudimentary like kind of functionality and stuff but do the, the same art style um, that would be based on a short story I sent out to some of our Patreon backers at like a high level um, I did a horror short story I really like called uh, "This Band Could Be Your Life," um, and do one based on that. Um, but I have and and I'll I'll spill the idea because I don't feel like anyone's hopefully no one will steal it. Um, but next time I make I part I have this idea for a game in me, um, and it would I wouldn't be able to do it in an Adventure Game Studio. I'd have to do it in RPG Maker. Um, but I want to start working on it uh, maybe this upcoming winter. Or maybe next summer, um, but I want to do an RPG that uh, is about being a local band. Um, so you're a local band, and in in the the shows and stuff that you do, like there will be elements of like setlist composition. So like different songs will have different properties, and you have to um, choose, you know, have a big closer, or a big opener, and like read the room and stuff like that. Have that be kind of the equivalent of the JRPG battle system, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then also unload a lot of emotional baggage about what it was like to be in a, a, fail, a failure of a band for most of my 20s, yeah. um, you know, because there, there's a lot of like cool stories, like interesting things that happened, but also a lot of uh, emotional stakes to that experience for me. So it, it's one of those things like when you come across like, oh, this is like a really ineffable and, and strong emotion, I feel, I wanna try to express this in some way. It's one of those, and those are kind of blessings, you know? Um, you should you should grab onto those because they're they're powerful. And you can so yeah. that's a, those are the kind of things I want to do. So I might try to do that first one beforehand because I don't think it will take me very long, given that I have all the technical stuff. Um, real quick, uh, again another thank you to Sean uh, Sean Murphy, um, who helped me out a lot with that. But uh, now that I have that that code written, um, I can make a similar game with a different story really easily.
0: Right. And, uh, Nice. Have you had luck with uh, with the Itchio distribution system? Yeah. I'm curious about that.
1: Yeah. Um, it's it's super simple. It doesn't uh, take uh, very much money from you. Um, it's very easy to link to and everything. It was very easy to do. Uh, it's really easy to have extras up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not. They don't do any promotion for you. And like I, I did all the promotion I was planning to do. Um, you know, so I kind of like, I had my, my flush and and made a few hundred bucks and then backed off and, and then that's it. Like, I don't get, I get like a a sale a week now, you know, so it's like $3 in my PayPal account, which is cool. (laughs) Um, that's not Ichio's fault. Like it has been as successful as I expected it to be.
0: Um, I mean, it's your first game. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah awesome uh there's another question alongside this cole your turn when do we see podcast network story in the style of the kairosoft ios games i don't know like that i don't know that i have the skills to do that kind of simulation um and i don't know how universal that experience is i think it would be more like a be be more like like a like a like a twine game maybe where it's like huh, you have a choice between either sleeping tonight or doing this. Like just, it would be really whiny and like the sacrifices, sacrifices. But it's more like, hmm, uh, do you want to disappoint a bunch of people by like being a little bit late on responding to email? Yes or no? Well, no, I don't want to disappoint them. Not an answer. So you're describing, you
1: just end up making depression quest.
0: Yes. Except Except the things
1: that you, except like,
0: except it'd be my expansion of depression quest. Yeah. Um, Twine would be great for that
1: because Mm -hmm. you could do um, like horse master which was done in twine and you can do all kinds of like Back-end stat stuff. Yeah, um, you know in in twine and it's pretty easy Mm -hmm. Um, Like twine would be a really good system for that if you wanted to like I mean, it's like I'm not policing your tone Just basing on what you said like you'd have to find a a way to express the tone that you want to express that doesn't isn't as filled with self-loathing as like your, your elevator pitch just was you yeah. know, like if you don't want to do that like if you don't want it to be like that yeah. but I think there's room for it I think you could find a way to say it
0: mm-hmm. yeah so. definitely it'd just be more like oh you 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 had this one idea and worked at it for a very long time like how do you how do you encapsulate that in a game right you know the, yeah. the advice that we give people all the time which is just like keep doing it even if you know, even if you don't see a return you know immediately because like yeah uh, that like that that kind of delayed of gratification is hard to is hard to represent yeah in a game in a way in a way that is entertaining so I
1: think it was, it'd be, yeah or, I'm was, sorry I mean, it would read as false too because you would have like your turns would be like months yeah. and on the game screen it would be like one click and but in mm-hmm. real life that's much more significant yeah um, yeah
0: yeah and then like also I don't you know, it'd be how do you how do you run a video game podcast network. that's really all we know so far we have some ideas about how to you know expand around that we have a little bit of comedy with teenager bags and those damn ross kids we have you know that's plenty funny but like it's still like a kind of thing and there, are the challenges around that are different than you know if you were trying to do something you know different than that so it'd be hard i don't know yeah yeah hmm let's see uh, Jeremy Greer writes in saying, uh, do you think that playing a game's initial version is important? In Dark Souls, for example, uh, the game has vastly different drops. You get way, uh, So you way get less souls and no humanity. If not important, maybe even interesting? That was um, a weird sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> could you, could <laughs> you, you need to apologize
1: really? for Jeremy's weird sentence. What's that? You need to apologize for Jeremy's weird <laughs> sentence. Um, that but Jeremy doesn't have to be there. It doesn't, the stakes are low here. Well, friends, Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. I don't know if it's important to though. Like,
0: Mm. like, so what's he mean by the initial version? Like the non patched version? Yeah.
1: He means before, before it gets patched and changed. So uh, like a more easy, an easier example is with dark souls too. Mm -hmm. So like shrine of Amana power hexes. and like.
0: Or my, uh, um, my secret fear, which is bloodborne. The last half of bloodborne was only easy because of the, uh, because of the weird yeah, the sleep dump. glitch, yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of dreading getting to that point again. Actually.
1: Me too, brother. Like <laughs> we're, we're, we're committed to facing challenge dungeons, which means I'm gonna have to fight hard, mode yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh well, we'll have help. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting, but it's it's kind of like I it's something that's only happened for like the oldest of MMOs, really. I think, um, which is. Kind of the, the the legacy servers, so like that one server that is my uh, my my Harlan Ellison trap, the two thousand two EverQuest mm-hmm. uh, locked in time forever kind of thing. Like I I almost wonder if there's going to be some way to easily do that. I guess you could like wipe your three hundred and sixty and then just load it in without having any kind of internet connection. But that that changes the experience too by not being able to play online, and that's part of the you know part of it as well, or being you know to be invaded. That's weird. Yeah, yeah.
1: It is um, it is interesting though because it does give you a perspective. Um, but I, I feel like I'm starting to feel like a broken record. Like I think it's really cool that developers change things and in, in response, mm-hmm. you know. And there are a lot of different ways they can do it. And I was talking on the Slack channel about a darkest dungeon, which is one of my favorite games of last year. Um, that's nearing release now, and they took a weird, you know, they tweaked things enough until like they made a, like a change that was really divisive with the fan base. Um, that they really felt strongly about, but the fans hated it. So they make it just optional, you know? And like, we talk a lot about how like, it's your game and you can experience it how you want, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's obvious. And they can also put it out the way they want, but if they want to have both, I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. And they've done that. They've made that change, which I think is really cool. So if you want to play this version that is like the tough as nails, like kind of, you you know, RNG will fuck you over version of Darkest Dungeon, um, you can. If you want to play a slightly easier version before they implemented this change, they always meant to change, you can. They've just, they're letting you roll back the version on your own, like they're building it into the game. Right. So it'd be like if in Dark Souls 2, you could roll back the hexes and roll back the Mm -hmm. Shrine of mana tracking, all that stuff, and I think that's cool. Like I think like letting the person who's playing decide how they want to do it, Mm -hmm. there's no harm in that. Like that doesn't, you know, I don't think it damages the integrity of games as a medium or anything
0: it's kind of funny because dark souls has this, the, the capability for that built into the narrative as well like if oh there yeah was some kind of stone you could burn to say you know do you know do you wish to you know change the fundamental forces of the universe and, yeah you know that is that that is just something that does it. it's a little bit like a I don't know like world tendency a bit i think mm-hmm. in, a, in a in a strange way well yeah
1: like dark dark souls the souls games will allow you to adjust difficulty on your own through those kind of ways on the fly But then once they introduced aesthetics Mm -hmm. in number two, that's kind of what it is. Like it's rolling, it is changing, uh, not not the patch version so much, Mm -hmm. uh, but changing, like making as grand a change as that in system, Mm -hmm. you know, which I think is cool. Like that's, that's a good thing. I miss Bonfire Aesthetics, like that that was a good item. Like that was a good choice.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, even in, in Scholar, that, that's something that changed about the about the bonfire aesthetics. That I don't think we talked about in the episode, which mm-hmm. is you will actually um, get the new game plus versions of bosses. Yeah, you use the aesthetics.
1: So again, like if I don't want to go through and just actually do all of the new game plus, if I just want to fight the versions that drop the, the great old so- or uh, the great old souls or what have you, um, mm-hmm. let me do it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's the thing with, uh, when we, I was replaying Bloodborne that was frustrating is when I was doing the Chalice Dungeons, I have a New Game Plus character who uh, I was going through them and didn't realize until partway through that I never beat Abridas with her. And in Dark Souls 2, I could just pop a, you know, a bonfire or bring a character who was end Endgame and pop an, uh, an aesthetic. No, that's not true because she would be dead if I could pop an ascetic. I remember yeah. there just being something where I wanted to be able to uh, zip somewhere and do something with that. But... This yeah. is the kind of thing. This is live, guys. So that's the kind of thing I would have edited out because I lost <laughs> my train of thought halfway through. I mean, <laughs> sentence. So there's a little bit of how the kimono is made. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, how the kimono is woven. Yeah. By, by, the, by the kimono bugs.
1: Yeah, I, that, is, that is the kind of dumb sentence I just had said that I would have edited out.
0: Hey, Coley, can you drop a marker? I'm going to go back and say that yeah.
1: again. Can I say that more elegantly? elegantly?
0: <laughs> also marker elegantly. Can I say that more elegantly? Yes, yes um we have another uh priority question here uh jeremy is rejoicing about making this uh making duffy live into another episode of bonfire site mm-hmm. chat uh but mikhail writes in saying how do you personally make the distinction between a pejorative hey think about it work and a work with a well-executed message um there's a part two to this but uh the whole think about it the characters are dying in the game and maybe you don't think that death is a big deal, but in real life it is uh, think like a a, a, a less tactfully executed a uh, uh, spec ops
1: mm-hmm. versus like a game that does it well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I, I, I suppose so. Yeah. So spec ops as a game that does that, that, that does that kind of well, but is still, but is still pretty blunt. Mm, let me, let me rephrase this games that are pretty obnoxious about having um, kind of, kind of a message, um you know first first and foremost or are a little bit uh inelegant with the way that they get it across versus games that kind of use the medium as you know like to 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 an advantage right to help you think about something new in a in a different way
1: yeah um i don't don't think there's like one answer for it right like it's just you know that's part of whether uh part of if a game is successful with that is is the hand with which they do it and like I I love Spec Ops. I think Spec Ops did that really well. But the reason why they did it well is you have to think of it in the context of like going into it as a shooter game. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just think of it as like you go into Spec Ops and you know that it's going to, you know, chide you about liking shooters, then it doesn't have that impact. Mm -hmm. If you go into the series that was like 15 games long before this and was entirely about glorifying war and then suddenly turned on a dime and think of it in terms of like the long con, then it works you know but that that's that's the reason why that game works that way um i don't know if that trick would necessarily work for other things it's not a general rule yeah.
0: you know yeah uh, i agree i you know i just think it's you know, you, you know when you see it i think subtlety is good except when it isn't you know yeah like sometimes a tone a tonal shift hitting you over the head is exactly what you need or is exactly what's called for you know, I think the game there, there there was a game uh on iOS that like caused me to go on that think about it rant um in an episode of the level. it, it was called like Sometimes You Die. Mm. Um and it like had a little bit of the aesthetic of like a monochromatic uh V V V V. Um and it had it was like it was kind of like uh like braid meets uh like Super Meat Boy. So it was this kind of difficult platformer. Where you were navigating these levels and you know when you died you know you're you you kind of saw your corpse going through and doing the same you making the same mistakes over and over again which is a, a fine enough you know thing for an ios platformer to do but in the background it had like just this completely tactless um you know how many of these have you killed encounters going up and stuff like that It was just like there's a disconnect here that i just don't appreciate
1: yeah yeah i like uh i will i will my tendency if all things are equal is to give the benefit of the doubt to games that do that. And the reason being is that I feel like um, it's not common yeah. for games to do that. Um, and in my experience, the, the times where it doesn't work are either like that, where it is just one step too far, right? Like it would have been fine. Just to have a platformer where you die and die and die. And it's just like, Hey, like, you know, it's going to show you that a little bit and that's, it's, Significant in real life, like that'd be fine. But then having the counter and stuff sounds like not obnoxious. I haven't actually played that. Um, And then the other thing I can't handle, and it's kind of equivalent to that, is like um, JRPGs where the characters say the theme at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. Even some of my favorite. So you end up with like Final Fantasy IV, where like the characters are literally saying like, "Friendship is what we're going to do to overpower this cosmic (laughs) force. Let's pray." Yeah, Earthbound. Well, Earthbound is cool because they're praying to the player, right? Like that's cool. Like Earthbound did something neat. Final Fantasy 4 just had the characters you met in the game, sac- you know, pray to you from the afterlife to give you the power, and just kind of say like the it's our connectedness that got us through this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so when the characters just say the theme, that that bums me out yeah. that way. I don't know, but that's not always true because I love the like Doll Ember thing in Dark Souls too, which mm-hmm. is the theme like being stated in my yep. description like. So it, it just, it's just how many underlines there are. Like write, mm-hmm. the, write the premise, but don't underline it too many times, I guess.
0: Yeah. So. I suppose. Uh, there's a second part to this. Um, in which ways do you think interactive media differ from other media in respect to their ability to lean on their creator's intentionality to generate value and meaning?
1: I, I was reading uh, Michaela's follow-up in the chat, so I might have to ask you to repeat that.
0: Okay, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, in which ways do you think interactive media differ from other media in respect to their ability to lean on their creators' intentionality to generate value and meaning?
1: Um. Yeah, that's hard. I. So the 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 way that interactive media media differs in that way is in the way that the creators can use the tools of interactive media to to do that. So it's like a wider toolbox when you make something interactive like it at, at baseline you're gaining um like complicitness on the part of the player so if you're showing um if you are if your message is at all like a chiding message the player is now complicit rather than being a story about somebody who did something mm-hmm. um, and then you are gaining immersion so you can make them feel it more um, so those are the two ways that i think interactive media changes and changes the ways that creators execute that Now, did i did i miss hear the question
0: no no i i didn't i didn't quite understand it so i think i think that you answered it kind of in the way that i would which is you know to lean more into the experience side of it you know most media is an experience that is kind of put forward and you know like here this is this is now a thought that you have or you know something for you you know to react to the interactive side of it is you know kind of um complicating the creator's relationship with the player or the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kind of trying to figure out how much agency is handed over um and how much agency the player thinks they have. Um and kind of that back and forth and trade-off is 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 a little bit of where kind of the discretion of game design seems to come in um compared compared to other things. And there are, you know, there are examples of other media that, you know, kind of rely more on that for, um, you know, that, that, that relationship. but It seems something that is mostly unique to games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: Mikhail followed up um, with that first bit and says, uh, I think maybe it's a, how an execution of a message turns the participant into an object rather than a subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea, you know, it's disrespectful. It is using the player rather than making them the subject of the message. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, I know Mikhail is not saying this, but like, I don't think that's automatically corruptive value. Um, like some of my favorite gaming moments are when that's happened. I didn't really realize it. Yeah. You know, like if I'm being used and I don't know that that's happening, I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then piecing that together afterwards is kind of cool. Like I'll go, even if it's unpleasant, like I, and feels disrespectful, like that's a, that's part of the breadth of experiences I'll seek. Like, I don't, I will have a game disrespect me. I'd rather have that happen than I disrespect my time, you know. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, if they if they're sneaky enough about it and subtle enough about it, I can I can kind of get into it.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, let's see here.
1: I apologize if we misunderstood you, Mikhail. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Was it wasn't willful?
0: So. Yeah. hopefully we 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 make a little bit of sense there. Um, Robin Young writes in. Um, do you have any video game related secret shames or guilty pleasures? Shame is probably a bit strong of a word. Secret less shames. So yeah, um, gaming game guilty pleasures.
1: Uh, you know, I feel uh, I feel guilty about how often I still like to play Binding of Isaac. I put too much time in that, and mm-hmm. it's a real turn off my brain and watch like a YouTube kind of thing. But uh, I feel bad about playing that as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, not so much anymore though. I, t- I don't don't play as many. Um, you know games like there aren't there aren't games I, I don't feel guilty about playing games so much anymore yeah um so not not so much that i can think of do you have a good answer for that
0: uh not like a specific game um we were talking a little while ago i think it was like yeah last night or maybe the night before about how i actually like super paper mario mm. which is an unpopular opinion <laughs> um and we could talk about that in the in the episode uh when you know when we when we cover that game but that's more of like just an unpopular opinion than anything i feel any guilt or shame about um i don't know like my backlog um i feel guilty a lot about being behind on assignment play when i get behind on assignment play and that's that's less of anything to do with games and more to do with kind of the schedule we've set for ourselves you know so it's like, just yeah, I'd love to make more time for like current games. Like I'm staring down the barrel of Metal Gear Solid Five right now, and I don't know where it's going to fit. Yeah, I
1: definitely definitely understand that. Um, yeah, so I, I have I have that bit as well. Um, and then also like I will I will sit down sometimes and make like a list of like these are the games I I feel like playing, and then just proceed not to do it and just play assignment shit instead. Yep. Um, and then what I find that breaks through it's something will just kind of get to me and I'll just start playing it like the irresistible stuff that pops up Mm -hmm. that I just kind of will naturally make time for the things that and I don't feel guilty about it though like um, eventually we'll do it for Comrade but I've been playing a bunch of Shadowrun Hong Kong and Mm -hmm. like I just knew like oh like that came out I really want to play it and then when I sit down I could be doing podcast homework or other games that I feel guilty not playing Um, but I just love that game so I want to play it you know it's getting through to me Um, I'm hoping Mario Maker will be a similar kind of thing
0: yeah I you know I, I I guess I shouldn't feel too guilty about playing other stuff like modern stuff non assignment things because that is fodder for the level too so like I don't even know what I'm talking about
1: it's all yeah it's all assignment
0: yeah like like every like it all feeds in I have I have taken the the hobby plug and the occupation plug and put them together yeah. so well we, we we can think about how wise that decision was at a later <laughs> time but. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here Uh, Nick Daniel writes in saying what's the best monster manual? Ooh uh,
1: second edition Mm -hmm. I think second edition is really cool it has a really good mix of like just dopey stupid looking shit (laughs) um, along with like really kind of amazing uh, Tony DiTorelli I I never know if I'm saying that name right um, illustrations but he's the guy he did a lot of the Planescape Torment art Mm -hmm. which is really good so it's like half really cool looking Monsters and half Dobie Gary Gygax nightmares. Um and just really comprehensive. Like and then I like, the, the fair answer is that like I mean the real thing is that that's the one I spend the most time with. Um but it's I like it a lot more than more modern ones or like the Pathfinder monster manual uh because those are a little too slick.
0: Yeah. Um, so. um my answer is gonna be a weird one. It's going to be the third edition monster manual two. Hmm. Um, this is the b-sides of stuff that it, that didn't get into the uh, the regular monster manual and there's some clunkers in there they're just like here's a planar being that matches with this alignment and here's how their society works and stuff i'm never going to go to that plane don't tell me that yeah. <laughs> they're just like weird little cave monsters that will like give you irreversible uh, status effects and stuff like that or turn you into monsters themselves it's, it's like real like a real horror show in a way that like the ones that are designed specifically to be as dark and grim as possible aren't just because it is so off kilter and weird. Yeah. That also might be the case because that was the first monster manual I got. um, Just because it was the only one that was at Walden books. When I um, asked for a monster monster manual for Christmas that one year.
1: The, uh, and the earlier ones are really fun too. Like first edition and then the fiend folio
0: are both really fun. Well, those have a bunch of uh, Lovecraft shit in them, don't they?
1: Um, The deities and demigods, the, first printing of that does okay. um i don't i i would love to get a, my hands on that i just still don't have that because it's kind of out of print but it's not so rare as to be ridiculous um but i, I eventually want to get one with the mythos in it um, it's so frustrating that chaos em ceased and assisted that because hp lovecraft would have loved that like the idea like i mean he wanted a you know some you know the like the set i re-listened to uh the literary podcast um just for funzos and in preparation because we're eventually gonna do our Lovecraft episode. And I wanted to revisit like summaries of the stories to see which ones we should cover yep. for that. And there's so many stories and collaborations where it's just like some like 15 year old kid or something writes him <laughs> and he's just like, will you help me work on the story and revise the story for me um, and kind of use some of your stuff. And he's just like, yeah, like he worked with, you know, everybody like for being the monster racist, like he was actually like also simultaneously like pretty sweet. Um and he loved people using his shit. Like w- he would have you know, he flip his shit for like the fact that like, you know, some Dungeon Dragons monster can or Dungeon Dragons hero could fight all these regular monsters and then accidentally run into like narrow tap in the bottom of a pit. You know, he would love it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, just take take my ideas and make cool little stories out of them.
1: Yeah. First uh like first shared universe, I wanna say that is. Yeah. Him and, and Robert E. Howard and those guys.
0: Nice. So. Hmm. hmm. Um. Sean writes. I'd like to thank Gary for the Stereo Lab episode on Pilot Season. It was the final push that made me check them out, um, and I've enjoyed them ever since. Do you guys have any other music recommendations?
1: Oh, thanks, Sean. Always happy to hear nice things about Pilot Season. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You, you go first. I feel like I've been talking a lot um
0: yeah i've been listening to a lot of Shearwater water lately um i kind of cycled through the same five or six bands uh this was a band that kind of uh, spun off of Ockerville river Um, and it's a little bit more kind of like melodic and ambient um <laughs> less less like here here's a you know a rock band and more of like a what's the weirdest instrumentation we could we we could take while kind of having this awesome kind of like lyricism and content and songs that are like hybrids of like we're painting this just completely destroyed apocalyptic reclaimed by nature world but they're also songs about birds and trees and like one album is just a biography of nico case from the uh uh, from the velvet underground like it's it's uh, yeah, that's like, not Nico's
1: New pornographies. New Whoops.
0: there we go. It was Nico. one of the nicos Yeah. Her, her, she's
1: just regular Nico.
0: Regular um, Nico. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. She, she's Nora, I, missp-
0: I misspoke. I misspoke. Yeah. But like like one of them is a biography of her. But it's like super hidden under all this symbolism and just kind of like weird ambient kind of stuff. And it's it's great. Um, I'd really recommend like for an entry point, like um anywhere between like Winged Life and Um and Rooks is probably gonna be gonna be a good uh good bet
1: yeah for a second i was thinking about if it was a biography of nico case which would be very weird because they're contemporaries yeah like they would share festival stages and stuff and just be like okay well we made this album about you you're <laughs> yeah. in the same industry <laughs> like,
0: yep. <a> little <laughs> like <laughs> probably <laughs> opened for us at one point
1: yeah like it like it would it would be a it'd be a little bit a little bit m'lady if they had done that
0: <laughs> a little bit yeah no not the case it was nico yeah, yeah
1: that that makes way more sense.
0: Yes. so <laughs> I apologize for misspeaking.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm not calling you out. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, and I've been, I haven't listened to a lot of new stuff. I've been listening to, uh, but I did go and see and has recharged my interest in uh, hmm. Um I went and saw them live and it was, you know, in the top like three live shows I've ever seen, hmm. you know, and, and was really pretty incredible. Like um, really, really good use of visuals and light cause they're an instrumental band, um, mm-hmm. lasers and visuals. And uh, you know, that's music that like gets me moving and I don't have like a dance connection to music. Like I don't typically physically feel m- music or make it, it doesn't move me, um, mm-hmm. literally move me. Um, and Ratatat does. Um, so they have a new album out uh, called Magnifique and that's great. Nice. So, and, uh, and, and I've also been doing kind of a deep dive on those guys. Um, LP4, which I hadn't listened to very much. Um, and have been giving a second chance and they don't, they don't have a bad record. Like they're really good.
0: Yeah. Nice. So um, Also thinking uh, here in September, the Eagles of death metal are going to be playing like a hundred feet from my house. That's a mm-hmm. little bit of an exaggeration, like right down the, right down the line, like at the venue that is the number one candidate for dot con actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to go there and see that because even though they are, the dumbest rock possible It's self-consciously dumb and very fun to see
1: I, I have no idea who those people are i've heard that name but i've never put anything yeah. down
0: with it. it's a side project um like josh Homme from queens of the stone age is in it mm-hmm. uh they do like uh it's, it's like rolling stones uh style stuff it's okay. fun. um you know guitar you know jangly stuff yeah cool uh let's see here nick daniel writes uh when was the last time you cried more recently than I'd like to admit, and for reasons that I don't want to discuss.
1: <laughs> that was cool answering. It wasn't the same question.
0: <laughs> yes. It no, sounded that, like it was... Yeah, it was that was continuing it. No, I was heading it off with the past. I've been going through some stuff recently, so I'm not going to go into detail on that. <laughs> Gary?
1: Yeah, I mean, also, um, I uh, had some... Uh, tri- yeah, like, I don't... Nothing nothing good. Like, I don't have... Uh, I don't have, like... A, my, my girlfriend listens to a show called Crybabies, which is about like things that make you cry and media that makes you cry, mm-hmm. and uh, is really cool. But I don't. That doesn't happen to me very often. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I cry, it's because of something like really pretty bad, you know, is going on. So like also for you know, I probably not want to discuss it. And I discuss everything. Like you <laughs> know, I, I like idea I you know I I tell you guys everything, but I own necessarily want yeah. to talk about that i'm not offended that you asked nick but like yeah. it was not uh it was not cute or a good story
0: yeah you know?
1: it was bad so well, and you know again more recently than i'd like to admit and about something i probably don't want to admit
0: yeah so. and see so, you know i I cry, I cry at the drop of a hat too like I, I i i will readily pull up the list of movies that i was like yeah this makes me ball like a baby like hmm. synaptic new york american movie uh rudy oh god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know they're, 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 there's a bunch of that but there's like you'll get into you'll get into a state and like the theme song to the community will make me missed up, and it's like <laughs> oh god what's happening to me <laughs> so it's like you know I, i'm in touch with those emotions but it's like no yeah, maybe not something for uh for, for for a show i hear as of recently so thank you this is not
1: the, the most uh recent time but though the first time i ever remember crying at a piece of media which i still i don't i don't generally do that Still, but like I did when I was young, I remember reading um, the Lloyd Alexander uh, Terran the Wanderer books. Mm-hmm. And I finished the last one and I remember crying because I, I was thinking, the main character is such a good guy. <laughs> and that was it. Like, I was just like, Did anything bad happen to him? No. Like, it was, it's, like a, it's like a middle reader fantasy thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, you know, he did pretty, he did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it was just, I was just like, he's so good. <laughs> and I wasn't even thinking, like, I'm a piece of shit. And he's so good i was just like he's so good it's, you know, and it was in retrospect you
0: know, <laughs> this world this world doesn't deserve him
1: doesn't deserve this fictional character
0: yeah. Um, yeah uh let me think here i cried at the end of uh at the end of house of leaves at the end of all the weirs of pern because they like triumph over the thing that has taken them that that that, that has been their you know bane for the entire series yeah, hmm. I, like I'll, I'll, like I've thought about games I've cried at. Like I'm,
1: I, I, I missed it up in uh, gone home. It, we talked about that. Like I yeah, um,
0: did it. Yeah, yeah I Gone do,
1: yeah. home. Yeah, I it there. So like, yeah. I did miss it in a yeah.
0: Family Parable actually a couple times.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> DolphinCriesTV. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, a live enthusiast podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm you shocked. Nobody. In- it's me, looking for dust. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, related to that, uh, Mikhail Christensen writes: "What is your favorite sea mammal?"
1: Oh, that's that's a good question.
0: Um, if aquatic mammals are fair game, I'm going to say otters.
1: Otters are great. Yeah, uh, I like a cute otter. I love otters. I like uh, I like sea lions a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I like manatees because they're big and dumb and dopey.
1: I, I still think manatees are kind of ugly. Like I can't get over a manatee's like inherent yeah. like lumpiness. They look like turds.
0: <laughs> but, but they've got those wide set eyes. They're, they're, yeah. they're permanently wall eyed. It's great. Um, and I'm not a person who likes like, oh, there's a pug. He's deformed. I'm not like one of those guys. Yeah. Like, I, just, like, I like the way a manatee moves, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, not that I, big I would of otters, would actually be my answer.
0: Yeah. Otters. Otters rule. Philippe is a special boy mm-hmm yeah uh let's see here uh <laughs> andrew was writing into us as though we were the nintendo helpline where is the dark grave in Link's awakening i don't know uh i know it's here somewhere and then he amends <laughs> it never mind i found it
1: <laughs>
0: the wizard's keys.
1: <laughs> i don't know man yeah. i can never whenever i played Link's awakening when i was young and every time i try to replay it i end up getting lost because i'll put it down for too long and mm-hmm. just long enough to forget what i'm supposed to be doing Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's one of those stress points where that happens.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm with you,
0: but I have no <laughs> answers for you. Nope, no answers. It's one of my favorites, all the games but I remember nothing about it aside from the FedEx quest.
1: Yeah. So I I think, like I remember Link to the Past pretty well, I think, but yep. not, not Link's Awakening, even though yeah. I like them both a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see here. And We only have one more question unless there's a, a final push here. But, uh, uh, Jonathan writes in, what other podcasts do you listen to or recommend? Um, you go. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm always down for the flop house. Uh, that's one that I've gotten into not recently, but like, as of like the beginning of this year, um, and I will still, you know, just go back and like, listen to highlight clips on YouTube of like favorite goofs. Um over the, over the course of the run, just because I want to be reminded of them. Uh, I think those guys are really funny and really insightful, um, in, in that order. Uh, so that is a uh, kind of one that I am very quick to recommend to other people. Um, but it's mostly the old standbys like Roderick on the line, uh, is, uh, is, is my jam. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say those two are the perennial favorites. Sorry. There's no real surprise on that.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't have any surprises either. Like i I feel like I've talked about them. I mean, it's, it might be new to the person who's asking, but like, mm-hmm. um, I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to because um, I have no longer commute to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just listen to podcasts while I'm cleaning or like walking to... you Well, know, I guess I do commute to work, but I don't work as many days. Um, yep. But uh, I've gotten into, really into it. This is not my favorite, but it's one I listen to, and I don't know how much I've talked about it, but there's a tabletop podcast by a bunch of something awful guys uh, called The NPC Cast that I've gotten pretty into um, where they talk about board games and and tabletop role-playing games. And uh, they are, they're insightful and funny in that order. (laughs) They're not, you know, they're not the funniest dudes in the world, but I like them a lot. Like they're very likable. Um, And they do like the episode concepts are really cool. So like they'll do um, like, they'll just break down like a tabletop system or they'll do uh, they'll make like everyone will bring in one word or concept and then they'll make a campaign setting out of it. Mm -hmm. things like that that's really fun um or they'll do like kind of game design challenges like mock up a game um you know based on using only the parts from monopoly but it's not monopoly you know things like that and that's really cool like i like that show a lot what's it called uh the npc cast
0: the npc cast
1: nice that's on on, my short list i listen to that every week it comes out so
0: yeah. Um, oh, here's here's kind of a, another one that like it's really easy to go through the backlog of because the episodes are relatively short. Um, there's, a, there's a great show that's run by the people who do quite interesting, that show on the BBC called No Such Thing as a Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like, they're the researchers from that show getting together and sharing like their four favorite facts of the week that didn't make it onto the show. And then each of those four facts has like related stuff inside of it. So it's, it's really funny. They make a bunch of like jokes and bad puns as we're wont to do. Um, but it's kind of just like a big trivia bomb that is a wonderful companion to something like say, like stuff you should know in terms Mm -hmm. of like, just giving you a bunch of stuff, to rattle around in your head and draw these connections to mm. yeah yeah pretty yeah. good um we have a priority question here from jonathan saying um how have you felt about the first few weeks of the slack era i good. feel great yeah <laughs> so we,
1: we i don't know if the episodes are coming out we talked about it on all the things we've recorded since then but mm-hmm. yeah it's going really well and it's really fun
0: um just watching the chat go by, and people are kind of like talking that is that is one of the one of the most awesome things and you know just as i think about like oh what's some of the cool stuff that we've done and what do we want to do more of like that whole community side of it you know it can't just be us interacting with you guys we hold enough of you in high esteem and like oh let's give you guys a place to like talk together and it's been great to see how that's kind of like planned out and i hope to continue to nurture that
1: yeah, I, I will sometimes feel guilty about not like keeping up with it enough. And then I realize like it's a um what's the word I'm using? Um like it's a it's a perpetual machine, you know, like I don't actually yeah. need to check in and stuff. Like it is just it just goes and that's really great. You know, so yeah. I can pop in every once in a while and, and chat with people and then pop yeah. out and it just kind of keeps going.
0: Yeah. I- it's a it's a fire hose. I I read all of it and I kind of like jump in when it, you know, when when I need to. Um, and if somebody like specifically calls my attention to something, I will try and get to that as, as quick as I can, but it's, uh, it's, it's been great and it's been a very positive environment and, uh, Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm proud of everybody who is like in there keeping it cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully like there's that dream that like, maybe we never have to like make shitty rules and stuff, or maybe we never have to eject somebody from it, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's such an opt-in thing that this might end up just being like a chat room where we don't have to like, you know, nobody tells each other to kill themselves. Yeah, how, how novel would that be? Mm-hmm. We've, already,
0: we've already had people say, like, "Yeah, I do this instead of Twitter now." Yeah, <laughs> you know, and stuff from outside gets get, gets in. It's not like uh, it's not like a bubble or anything, um, or you know, not too terrible of a bubble. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, uh, it definitely it's it's good. I, you know, I like checking it during the day and and all that. I too feel like I don't get in there enough, but I have faith that water will find its level with it, um, and everybody seems to be having a good time.
1: If I still had my office job, I would, it would be, I'd be in there all the time. <laughs> Literally all I would do at yeah. work. So um,
0: <laughs>
1: it's just the fact that like, I'm not in there sometimes because I'm like playing games, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, Mikhail. Like what about racism against white people? Says the
0: other, <laughs> other chat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, it's, it's just like, we don't have to be like, so I, I feel comfortable saying like, uh, there's no place for that here. Like if somebody started on with that shit, like I would have no problem being like, no, you know, I don't yeah. want you here. But it just hasn't come up, and like there's a good chance it won't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cool, you know. Yeah. Because um, I don't. Nobody wants to be like, you know, nobody wants to be dark dad, and mm-hmm. like have to like start booting people yeah. out of stuff that they like. Um, you know. So if we don't have to, it's great. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> your ankle haven't seen the secret rooms we created to harass game developers yes. have they? gary are we the new chan? <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah we secretly became in my channel like these these idiots are, are they're really trusting they, do whatever we want.
0: <laughs> they gave them a forum they gave them the tools Have you ever um the uh
1: the american office later in the series which are not well-liked episodes but
0: is that... when their forum became like the dead of pedophiles
1: yeah like they they, they just they decided to make dunder mifflin.com like the place for people to hang out and like you know share their paper needs <laughs> they just became, like, got shut down so it like became a den of pedophiles so slowly that they didn't notice it like...
0: <laughs> that was so, funny you know, i need to watch the office again
1: me too there I, there are seasons i haven't seen like i've like the last couple of them i haven't seen
0: so yeah hmm Mm -hmm. uh let's see here greg writes in following up on the podcast question i was curious as to what you guys do for work and if it allows you to listen to podcasts and or if you do any gaming uh during lunch or break time your podcast really helped my eight-hour work shift go by
1: um i'm i'm whenever i hear that i'm happy because i'm somebody who has mostly hated jobs i've had so I like that we had that. I mentioned on a recording, but we got a review for Watch Out Fireballs on iTunes as somebody who works on a coal mine for like 13 hours a day yeah. and says that like they listen to the show and that's really heartening. Like, that's yeah. very nice. Um happy to do that.
0: That's part of why I got into podcasts and then thought, hey, it'd be cool to make them. It's because I was trying to listen to stuff during my data entry job at a school supply company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, um, do you want to go first, Gary?
1: All right, I can go. Um, I'm a full-time student up through fall. And then my day job is I work for 60 Minutes to Escape, which is a room escape game. Um, and there I do, I work from home part of the time, um, setting up special events and uh, for corporations and stuff. And then the other half of the time, I actually go in and run games. And that is uh, doing, uh, there are very funny stuff going on in the chat. Don't think I'm ignoring it because it <laughs> is
0: um double cakes i think you mean crucial taunt not yeah up.
1: yeah i i really like the the hearthstone chat is actually secretly attacking people in descriptions of card synergies because i'd never know like, yeah. you guys can, like, that could be code for anything
0: yeah i mean like uh, well what a shitty way to get back at us for like kind of encouraging them to go <laughs> over there yeah <laughs> like we know these
1: guys don't have time to play hearthstone um <laughs> but uh when, when i'm there if i'm running an escape um you like reset the room and then you are like a hint master. So I watch people on security cams go through the game and then give them hints.
0: Um, yeah. So. Nice. Um, I am, well, I don't have a job title right now. Uh, the, 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 the closest thing and the, the, the job title I'm pushing for is creative consultant at a, um, at a video marketing company called Epifio. Um, I've posted like some links to videos I've done I'm kind of proud of in the in the off-topic channel but yeah like I don't get a lot of chances to listen to podcasts at work or even do much gaming or anything like I'll occasionally do like an Isaac run at lunchtime but most of the time I'm using lunchtime to do network stuff Um, because I'm usually writing or I am uh, I need to have headphones out because I need to respond to people who come up and ask me questions or get me in meetings or I spend my time in meetings like just saying stupid shit and maybe it turns into a concept for a video. Um, so not a lot of that. I get most of my podcast listening done um, at home. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's tough to listen to a podcast when you have to do something that requires the verbal track of your brain. Yeah. If you're reading. Yeah. Or writing or, you know, yeah, yeah. doing anything. So I still listen to an, ex- an exorbitant amount of podcasts per week, but that's just because I can't be alone with my own thoughts.
1: Yeah. So. I, I, I didn't answer that part of the question. Um, at, I can't listen to podcasts at work. I can play games um, and will sometimes bring in my Game Boy, but mostly I'll play iOS stuff. So that's why I like, you know, beat all the characters on all the difficulties in Triple Triad, like mm-hmm. really fast. And um, I do a lot of stuff with, uh, what is it, Frots? Like I'll play Text Adventures. Yeah. Because that works really well mm-hmm. um, in that kind of environment. So
0: yeah, Frots is great. Yeah, Frots like is
1: amazing. Like for free, like
0: mm-hmm. crazy. It just plugs right into the uh, to the IFDB, right? Yeah, yeah. So I played a switching toward Bedlam. That's an awesome game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm finally making my way in a concert effort to actually beat Angerhead, which like <laughs> Angerhead is great, but it's like a ten hour. You you know
0: about that, right, Cool. No, I don't. Not at all.
1: Oh, it's really man. It's up your alley. It is. Um, it's I mean, it's up my alley too. It's explicitly Lovecraftian, but it is considered by many to be like the scariest interactive fiction game. Oh yeah, um, yeah so it's it's really good it's like really well written the puzzles are really good so far so super super good
0: cool um let's see here cole have you checked out until dawn it seems like exactly your jam um no I, i i've seen um i've seen i think jeremy talking about it i know allison has and uh murph was talking about going into it as well um and uh i i saw like a couple of headlines uh for you know that that i've been paying attention to for a project i'm working on um but uh yeah i kind of just heard the premise and was like yes that is in my future so have not played it um i'm kind of in the middle of assignment stuff right now and then metal gear mario maker for the kind of near future hoping to pick up until dawn when it's on sale um just because i know it's a little bit of a shorter game and Eh, you know, there's only so much money in the world. Uh but yeah, it definitely looks fucking sweet. Um and I may even break down um, you know, ahead of time and pick it up. Have it's you like seen a, anything
1: about this? Yeah, it's like a slasher heavy rain. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So but not made by uh David Cage.
0: So Right. Like, so so it has a right. possibility of being Yeah, so it might be you know. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ding. <laughs> One second. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. It was It was hidden behind some bottles. um let's see here uh Nick Daniel writes, uh is there ever going to be more hex crank? Yes, it is in the works. um I don't have a timeline for it right now. I said August before I realized that August was 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 both scholar and paper mario um but uh but yeah, the alone in the dark uh, um episode and article are uh, are coming together yep yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And let's see here. This might be the last question unless there are some other ones that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that roll across the finish line. Uh, Chase writes in saying, Gary, not to force a hard left back to the Kickstarter, but when will we see what the Covenant of the Moon sign uh, is being made into a patch? Uh, that is being made into a patch will look like.
1: Um, it looks like the moon, um, but there'll be some text on it as well. And I am waiting, the company that's doing that, all my fulfillment is being done through a company called Make That Thing. Um, which are the people who do all the printing and stuff for Topatico, um, the publishing company that uh, Kate Beaton and Michael Cooper and stuff. So I have a representative there I've been going back and forth on and any delay and things like that have to do with quotes. So I'm trying to figure out the shape that I can have that be. What I want to do is have it shaped kind of like a doorway with a circular, like a crescent moon at the top and then- an house. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, like a moon at the top and then under it, um, the the covenant and then a slogan and I'm going back and forth between a couple of different slogans nice so that is why that, I haven't done a mock-up of that I realize it would help people want want it on mm-hmm. the Kickstarter if I already had that but um, I'm two layers deep of relying on other people for some of the stuff like I talk to my representative who then has to check in with companies and stuff so that's why there are delays
0: yeah so. cool. Uh, let's see here. We have another one and, uh, we can, we can kindle this of any kind of trickle in. Uh, but, uh, let's take a look here. Holland writes going through the WAF backlog for the millionth time. And just curious, whatever happened to the blood omen legacy of Cain episode that was teased? I don't want to play through it again, but I'd love to listen to you guys play through it.
1: Um, it was, we started playing it and it was really hard and too clunky for like real life stuff. Yeah, for me if I time. recall like and I think it just lined up with also a time for you but I remember like an email and you're like hey let's do something else <laughs> yep. it's hard and like I'm don't have the patience for this right now because I
0: yep.
1: um that was that probably was like, some... like the shadows of my divorce were looming at that point
0: yeah no that was like spring of 2012 that was around the time we did uh Klonoa actually and uh we both Uh, had access to those and we saw that uh, they were available. Okay. We can, we can play more PlayStation stuff, but like the spring of 2012 was also when I was having um, a couple of personal issues, but also I was um, moving for work at around that time as well. Um, And I was splitting time. Uh, There are a whole bunch of episodes we did around that time that I recorded in a, in a, an extended stay hotel in Cincinnati as I was like, just basically living and working out of that hotel um, before I found a place. And it just it didn't, it didn't match up.
1: Yeah, it's it's not that long of a game. It's just so clunky and frustrating. We just needed something that, went, that would go down easier. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of affection for Legacy of Cain. I would like to do it at some point. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's more interesting than Soul Reaver, which also gets requested a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Legacy of Kane is a much more interesting game. Um, but it's just we have to find the right time when we want to kind of swallow something small, but we
0: have to swallow it sideways. i like that that's a good metaphor Yeah. Yeah. um one second here oh we we have one more priority one coming in uh from mikhail writing uh did you guys ever play any muds multi-user dungeon games
1: um i poked around in them i used to have um so when i worked uh i used to work at a place that dispatched tow trucks for um for uh motor clubs and then also did this really, really scammy thing where it was a service where if you signed up for the service, we would cancel your credit cards if your wallet ever got stolen. And it did shitty like opt-in things. Like you'd, you'd get sent a postcard. It's like, if you don't want to sign up for this, um, you know, send us back a thing. And then everyone would throw it away and get signed up for this thing. So it was mostly just like being yelled at about this, this thing. Yeah. And I, I worked with a guy named David Bythewood who I've still been able to do a little bit of internet sleuthing around. Don't harass him if you look him up. But he's like the gooniest nerd I've ever met who ran a mud and convinced me because we were all into fantasy and I read fantasy books and stuff at work, convinced me to go check out his mud for a while. So I played in it for like a week but I couldn't handle the people there um, mm-hmm. who, were, who were similar to, to he who was so obnoxious. He, uh, he, was, he was writing a fantasy novel and me and my friend looked over his shoulder and the name of the novel was um, Of Elves and Man Dwarves. <laughs> um, so, oh, man. That was uh, David Bythwaite's Of Elves and Man Dwarves. Ooh. So, that, so my, my mud experience was shit. Like it was, it was from the makers of, of Elves and Man Dwarves.
0: <laughs> from the mind that brought you Yeah. the concept of man dwarves. Yep.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny
0: yeah um i never messed around with one um i think i did like a little bit of uh like like the worst possible version of that which was like a play-by-post but not like there were no rules it was just like message board role play kind of stuff so that's shit no um but um like the closest i got was like everquest which was a mud they had dorito men running mm-hmm. around at the top
1: yeah well, i've done um bbs door games um, before i used to play the like the end of the red dragon or whatever I played that a lot um, on my friend's PC, when that, uh, what is <laughs> um, Mandorf?
0: Oh boy, question. that's a title.
1: Yeah, what is Mandorf? <laughs> um, but I used to play, uh, yeah, the End of the Red Dragon, that, that BBS door game, which is kind of similar, but they had weird free-to-play mechanics, like, way before they were, you, yes, um, way before they were useful, like, you know, they, like, energy systems and only being able to play a certain amount per day. Yeah. Um, that's probably the, the most similar thing I played to a to a mud mm-hmm. so. uh
0: let's see here, Nick Daniel writes and again, are you ever going to do an r t s for WAF?
1: yeah, we yep. keep bringing it up like I want to do that mm-hmm. um, I want to do um either Starcraft one or Warcraft three, yeah, pretty bad um mm-hmm. and i I've got a hankering to revisit both those games it, it It will be a classic case of like these pasty nerds don't know how to socialize because like <laughs> I want, I'm going to talk about the single-player campaign. That's what I have experience with those games. Yeah, you know, I never got I'm into, like. you know, clicks per minute, serious yeah. mal- competitive stuff.
0: No, okay. like I have some StarCraft stories, but those StarCraft stories mostly revolved around playing whatever that uh, kind of the, the StarCraft equivalent of Final Destination was, with uh, with the bases in each corner and oh. you know, like the little causeways in between them. Uh, I thought just, you
1: meant you meant the movie. What are the uh, stock oh. called? File destination. Yeah, you know, where those. The finger the Protoss and they haven't had their vengeance.
0: Yeah. Death, it was yeah. You. Yes. There was one dead Protoss who didn't get turned into a dragoon, and his spirit <laughs> is running <laughs> rampant, claiming the lives of his countrymen. And he will not rest until it yeah uh no it was like it was like the most basic because like, it was shitty because like i wanted to play like a map that was designed not for complete balance because something that is completely balanced is fucking shit yeah and not, not you fun. know starcraft isn't you know meant to be perfectly balanced i don't think you know like it just turns everything into a fucking inert gray sludge
1: yeah i mean it's remarkably so. balanced the three races are really well balanced but not perfectly so yeah so um but that that's up there and then the um uh so as far as pre, you know uh, oblique preview stuff and mm-hmm. um, those are the things we're thinking about and then also just a exclusive kind of thing we have um we're gonna do a stealth poll i think yep for our next poll is that the idea i, th- I um, thought that was the case
0: yeah that's one of the ones like so we we just gather together uh, like 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 a bushel of polls would that be for winter do you think?
1: Um, yeah, like we do that because we were going to do a shooter poll, but we're going to do Doom 2 in yep. a normal slot. So yep. we'll put off the shooter poll mm-hmm. and, uh, and do a stealth poll. So like people who have wanted us to play like things like Thief and the like.
0: Yeah, Thief, Hitman. Yeah, um, Hitman, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that'll be on there. Okay, cool. That that was actually something I was going to talk with you about offline, what our next poll was oh. going to be. So I can go in there and look at it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there will not be a Metal Gear game on there because we don't want that to run the to, 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 to run the board.
1: So. yeah yeah also like we'll you know at some point we will do the metal gear games but i'm okay spreading those out fairly far like yeah. i'm good with a kojima game a year <laughs> like, i think
0: yeah so i'm down for that too yeah um so let me check the event comments and see if there's anything else but it looks like it looks like everything is we
1: totally winding down
0: yeah we're winding down. Thank you so much everybody for uh, for participating uh these are gonna go live quicker now that they're uh, now that they're public um and i'm gonna kind of change that feed around. There's some changes to the website coming coming down the line that I hope are going to um make the experience a little bit better a little bit more functional for people uh but that is dependent on some things that I know are rounding out in development uh so watch out for that but in the meantime, I'm getting my best. Uh, to make sure this stuff, uh, this stuff gets out there for you. But uh, I really appreciate uh, all the questions coming in. If you are a backer, uh, the way to get bumped to the top of the list is to use that thread that goes out uh, about a week before we record. Um, and boy, just like this past month since we did the whole revamp to the to, to to the Patreon has been amazing. Not not just because we saw that number go up, but because of how positive the response has been to the changes we made. You know, it's it's awesome that we can adapt and learn. Um, and you guys are out there and uh, kind of giving us this feedback, mm-hmm.
1: and and also you know so we have those other milestone goals in mind, and I keep teasing yep. at them, but they're neat, and uh, they're you know it's more stuff, though. so hopefully uh, that's that's enticing. Um, just real quick before the crab hammer, I, I was looking at other Slack channels. Uh, Symphony puzzle encore of the night or whatever the uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night puzzle game on iOS is not shit. Don't listen to Jala, it's actually <laughs> pretty fun.
0: So. What's that? Symphony of the Night is not shit?
1: Uh no, the um the puzzle game on iOS. Oh There's a game called like Encore of the Night. That is like a puzzle game based on has all the music and graphics from Symphony of the Night, but it's a oh. gem dropping puzzle game. And is not cool. and and said it's not worth your time. I would argue it is. Like I think that game's good.
0: So huh. mm-hmm. I'm curious about that now. I had no idea that thing existed.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I found it. When I early when I was early on in IOS, I just searched companies I knew. So I was like, what's Capcom doing? What's Konami doing? And like found it through that. So kind of an anticlimactic end to like everybody being nice and saying thank you. But I just just happened to switch over and I could not let that stand, but didn't want to (laughs) publicly like call out Jala and then not have, you know, then you have to go back to this and not be able to respond. I'm not Mm -hmm. calling her out. I just disagree.
0: So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it is a very one way disagreement. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) I'm sure we could talk about it.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, there's a, a oh there there was one other thing in the chat room and like oh an interactive fiction episode of Watch Out for oh, Fireballs yeah. would be awesome too. That's something we talked about. um All of this is just a matter of scheduling and fitting it in and making sure it comes at the right time.
1: Yeah. Like yeah we want to do an IF thing and that will be like a history and then we'll you know probably each play one or two and do book reports. It'll be like the game books episode. Yeah. No. So. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much oh God, everybody.
1: And that same thing someone was talking about was doing Zork. I don't want to play Zork.
0: Yeah, no, so not too much. Like, what's the what's that uh, that that Lovecraft one? Not the not the Anger head, oh. but uh, one of, there there was another one. Unless it's what I'm thinking of.
1: There's a there's an explicitly one. There's like uh, the shadow of the comet. Mm-hmm. I want to say like there's one that is like licensed. Like there are two of them made by Chaosium. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that would be like a, I obviously like that, but I I want to play the best of the best because. Interactive fiction, like bad interactive fiction full of mazes and shit, is more than I wanna take on. Like I wanna I wanna find some things that go down a little bit easier while still being interested in the history of the ones that don't.
0: Yeah. So I definitely want to do and toward Bedlam. That is mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite af games.
1: Um uh, Brayton has all of the uh, parsley games, so for the extrasode we can do another action castle kind of thing. <laughs> get so the whole good. set.
0: So Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. the lurking it. horror.
1: Thank you, Narlo.
0: Oh, there we go. Yeah, lurking horror—that's one.
1: Narglu Tap.
0: Prisoner of Ice is. the yeah, you're right.
1: The Prisoner of Ice is the. Those are the two that I was thinking about. So. Oh wow. Yeah, and but I think one of them might actually be a graphical adventure. Um, hmm. that's, but anywho, um, thanks everybody.
0: Yes, thank you so much. We are going to go offline and uh, uh, keep an eye on the usual channels for uh, when the next time uh, for, for announcements about when this is going to happen next time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably near the end of uh, September. Awesome.
0: Good
1: night. Good night no basco